What's up, world? This is Devin Nettles, the host of My Thoughts, My Opinions podcast, the sports edition, where you would get your raw and uncut analysis of the NFL and NBA leagues. Come tune in with your boy. What's good, podcasters? Welcome back to My Thoughts, My Opinions sports podcast. Today, I'm going to give you all the scores and updates of the NFL week one preseason, and then I'm going to break down the AFC North and tell y'all who I believe is going to come out on top. Let's go. All right, first score was the Washington and the uh, New England Pats. The Pats won that 22-13. Then the Steelers and the Eagles. Steelers won that game 24-16. Titans and the Falcons. Titans won that 23-3. Bills and the Lions. Bills came out on top 16-15. Cowboys and Cardinals. Cardinals got that victory 19-16. Saints and the Ravens. I was actually at that game. That was a real good game. The uh, Ravens came out on top 17-14. Dolphins and Bears. Bears got that 20-13. Broncos and Vikings 33-6 Broncos. Browns and Jaguars. Browns 23-13. The Jets and the Giants. The Jets came out 12-7. Bengals and the Bucks. The Bengals got that one 19-14. Texas and the Packers. The Texans put a spanking on the Packers, 26-7. Chiefs and 49ers. Chiefs won that, 19-16. Seahawks and Raiders. Raiders Nation stomped them, 20-7. Chargers and Rams. Chargers beat them, 13-6. And the last, the Panthers versus the Colts. The Colts came out 21-18. It was real good uh, preseason games. Uh, this past weekend, real good. The one that uh, I was really interested in, other than the Ravens and the uh, Saints, the Browns and the Jaguars. Uh, I wanted to see was Trevor Lawrence going to live up to the height of being uh, that number one draft pick, but the Browns defense showed him uh, something different. <laughs> they said, This is not Clemson home, boy. Nah, you ain't going to come in here and think you're going to spank us. This You ain't going to uh, be given a championship. You're going to have to earn it here. Not saying he ain't earning in Clipson, but it's college. College football is way different than the NFL. You're in a grown man's game now. Uh, another game that interested me was the Texans and the Packers because the only reason why that game interested me is my homeboy, Kurt, big Packers fan. And he was talking some smack about uh, his Packers saying, um, he was ready for the uh, season to start because we had made a bet that um, my Ravens was going to have a better uh, record than his Packers. So he was talking nice, good smack, saying that the uh, Packers is ready and dot, dot, this and all this other bullshit. But they ain't even ready in the preseason. So I ain't worrying about them right now. <laughs> Holler at them in the season time. <laughs> And another game was the Raiders and the Seahawks, only because my brother, he's a uh, Raiders fan. So I tuned in a little bit to that game. Raiders look good. Their backups look good also. They ain't put too much of their starters in in that game, but their backups look 
look pretty decent. Look like they um can maybe come put the Chiefs on notice about AFC West this year. And um, still, this came out on top. We ain't, we ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> but everybody in the AFC North um came out on top, which is pretty decent. Which is pretty cool. You know what I mean? Because the reason why I say that, because today we're going to talk about the AFC North and who I believe is going to come out on top and who is going to be in the basement. First team we're going to talk about is home team, baby. Them Ravens. Them Birds. Yes, sir. Last year we was 11-5 total record. Home, we was 5-3. Not too bad being home. Uh, Lamar passing. Was over 2,700. He had 26 touchdowns, nine interceptions, and he had 60. He threw 64 percent. Uh, the Russian, we we killed the league. We put the league on notice last year that it, we not to be fucked with when it comes to this Russian. We ran over 3,000 yards. Of course, Lamar had over a thousand, but behind Lamar was J.K. Divers with 805. That means I believe this year. My man J uh J.K. Dobbins is gonna get over a thousand. He's a thousand yard back, I totally believe. Gus the bus wasn't too far behind. He has seven twenty-three. I believe if he get a just a tad bit more carries, Gus can also maybe be a thousand yard back. So either if any running back goes down this year, hopefully not. I totally believe that our either of those running backs can be a thousand yard back. And then coming up in the third, because, you know, we, we started off with a three-headed monster in the beginning of the season, was Ingram. He had 299. You know, I, I totally disagree about sitting him down. I would have – I understand J.K. Dobbins was on the up and horizon and you didn't want to sit Gus down, but I would have worked that three-headed monster running back for well, kind of four-headed monster with Lamar. You already kind of figure Lamar's can, Lamar going to get 1,000. Regardless whether he uh, wants to or or not, he's going to get a thousand. He 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 didn't really want to rush that much last year, but he still got over a thousand. And then you know, J J K Dobbins still was next up with eight oh five. It's not bad for you to have a running quarterback. Yes, I believe his passing need to go up into the thirty five range. I believe his touchdown should be twinkling in the 30s. He should be completing at least 67% instead of 64. But I still believe Lamar is the franchise quarterback. I just don't believe he's going to get that contract this year. <laughs> but I totally believe that uh, he, he's still that franchise quarterback. He's still something special. I wouldn't bet against him on a bad night anyway. And that's just about it as far as the offense. You know, hopefully the addition of Sammy Watkins this year can 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 boost that up a little bit. And then hopefully Rashad Bateman can come back after this little tweak injury he had in one of these practices where he had to get a, a little surgery for his growing. They're saying he expected to be back for week one, but, you know, expecting to be back to week one is not saying that he's going to be back week one. And even if he's going to be back at week one, is he going to be game shape ready? 
Is he going to be that explosive thing that we are looking for um, when it's time for Lamar to throw that deep bomb? Hopefully. You know, so maybe about mid, mid-year, mid him and Bateman can get that connection. That, like I said, the key addition of Sammy Watts can hopefully can hold, hold it down and Hollywood can step his game up. And then, you know, we still got Mark Andrews. So that that our offense is is still still okay. I still believe in it. But once again, Lamar gonna have to just elevate that passing just just a little bit, just a little bit. Let's talk about this defense that we love so much. Um, we had thirty nine sacks last year and ten interceptions. Now I believe that that has to rise. That sack gonna have to get in the forty five range. You know, that 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 39 sacks, that don't sound like a, a stout defense. Yes, that can get you top 10 maybe in the NFL, but I don't think that will get you top five in the NFL. Now, other statistics, yeah, it's going to play a factor to get you into that top five, but the main thing about the defense is turnovers. Can you pressure the quarterback? Can you, can you make sure that that one game is not going to, have over 100 yards a game. Luckily, we can check some of those boxes. Yes, there's very, very few that's going to get over 100 yards on us on a rushing. Um, very few of us, very few of NFL teams is going to really throw on us because we, we are pretty deep in that DB. You know, we got Jimmy Smith. You got Marlon Humphrey. You got Deshaun Elliott. You have uh, Chuck Clark. Hopefully, Tavon Young can stay healthy with these with his bad knees. And I I seen some good DBs while I was at the game yesterday, especially the dude Wade who ended the game with an interception yesterday to make sure that the Saints didn't score and win the game. Hopefully, he can continue to to develop and grow. And the dude Geno Stone had two interceptions yesterday. He's been on the, uh, our team for at least about two years now. So hopefully he can elevate his game. So the, but we most definitely going to have to pick up that sacks. That, that 39 is not going to work. And then Matt Judon was our leader of sacks. He has six. Six. Wow. That is not going to cut it. Hopefully the distance of Justin Houston can come in and 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 boast it way past six. I'm not saying Matt Judon is a scrub or anything in that nature, but six. That's how we and we had in in uh, in Doc Way, and Matt Judon was the lead with six. Where's my man Pernell McPhee at? I believe he should have had six. I thought Judon would at least had nine or ten. But six? I'm sorry. That six ain't just sitting right with me. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe that. That just, whoo. Um, so, yeah, we, 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 we lost some people this year. You know, Matt Judon is gone and Darkway is gone. Orlando Brown is gone. Mark Ingram is gone. Willie Sneed is gone. That's some reliable vets right there. You know, other than Mark Ingram had some ankle injuries last year, but other than that, that's a reliable, reliable bet. Orlando Brown, that guy can play both sides of the line, left or right tackle. But I understand his situation, why he had to leave. 
He had to leave the because he wanted to be a left tackle. We already have a stout in a left tackle in Stanley. So I understand his his reason of leaving. Willie Sneed, I thought he was going to at least come back. You know, they was going to sign him because he was he was he was your like a, a tight end. He was your safety blanket kind of. That guy came up with some big catches last year to get us out of that third down. But hopefully, you know, with him going to, to Oakland, I mean, not Oakland, Las Vegas, his game would kind of maybe still be uh, efficient there. You know, Derek Carr needs somebody that's reliable that's going to catch the ball, and I believe Willie Sneed can help Derek Carr down there. But that's another that's another uh, discussion. That's another thought. Right now we're on the AFC North. Um, the next run-up about this AFC North, now I'm not saying that right now I'm giving you all my prediction, but we're going to just go down the line. What's the, what's the status? I'm not going to give you all too much hype like I gave y'all about the Ravens. <laughs> Just gonna read their stats and hurry up and let's get this over with. <laughs> but uh they they went twelve and four. They went seven and one at home. Um they started off undefeated. Until they met us. Washington was like, hmm, let's do the same thing the Ravens the did and, and and let's elevate just a little bit and we're gonna get them that first loss. And sure enough the hell they did. God damn. The Washington no-name team gave the Steelers their first loss last year. Um, Passing Big Ben, he threw 33 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He threw over 38,000 yards, 3,800 yards, my bad. 65, in his passing was 65.6%. Okay for a, a, a vet quarterback. I believe he's a Hall of Famer. Hate to say it. You know, got to give his respect. Give him his flowers now. Big Ben is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's been sturdy. You know, well, not sturdy because he, he's been injured multiple times. <laughs> but that's the name of the game, though. That's, that's, that's just football. When you're the franchise quarterback for that plus many years, um... You're bound to get nicked up. You're bound to miss some games or season or whatever the case may be. But that guy still put up some numbers, 33 touchdowns, over 3,000 passing yards. That's something I believe Lamar can get to, something Lamar can can elevate his game to be. I believe if Lamar can get there, then sky's the limit for that guy. But Big Ben gave you... That 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 saying that um I'm still here, I, I'm still your franchise quarterback because they don't have no backup quarterbacks. I believe that's gonna fill his shoes right now. Mason Rudolph is trash, in my opinion. He is trash. He might make it in some in another system maybe, but right now I don't believe he would fulfill Big Ben's shoes. I don't think the Steelers will win much much games behind Mason Rudolph. Not even with Josh Dobbs or Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins, maybe, because he maybe can develop an offense around him if he got his head on straight. If his, if his head is on straight, then maybe you can develop a system for him and, and it, it will be a different outcome for the Steelers once Big Ben retire. 
But until then, I don't believe that they have a decent backup to to. If Ben goes down, I don't believe the Steelers will still be a playoff team. They they unless they want them uh, bubble teams outside looking in and they hoping and praying that the last seed of the uh, playoffs lose and they sneak in. But as long as Big Ben is efficient enough, I believe that uh, Steelers can make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl, but playoffs is, is okay. And the reason why I don't believe they're going to win a Super Bowl is because last year that they, rushing was terrible. It was terrible. They only, I'm not saying it was terrible, terrible, but you got to do better to win against uh, playoff teams. These guys rush only 1,300, over 1,300, 1,351 to be exact. And and Connor was their leading go-getter with 721, and then Snell came in with 368 behind him. That ain't going to cut it, Doug. <laughs> that is not going to work. No, sir. You ain't going to win no Super Bowl with no daggone 1,300 over, just barely over 1,300 pat of rushing yards. That is not going to work. You, you, <clears throat> I'm glad they ain't my team, man. I think I'd have turned my back on them. They is terrible. That is just the only reason why they had a great season or an okay season because you ain't, it wasn't great because they didn't, they got, they got bounced out the playoffs. Only reason why, because that defense, that defense was superior, kind of. Well, let me say their front seven. Other than uh, Mika Fitzpatrick in that secondary, I kind of don't trust their secondary. Joe Hayden, hmm, yeah, but he always fucking hurt. Like, always. Every time you be looking to see, is he in the start line, it's a maybe or probably questionable. Something about what Joe Hayden. Like I said, I understand it's a contact sport, but come on, Doug. How you going to try to be one of the top corners and you 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 always hurt? But like I said, that front seven would save them. They had 56 sacks last year. 56. That's a lot compared to compared to uh, my boys or whoever else is part of the Ravens flock. 56 to 39. That's a that's a jump. That's a jump that we need. And then T.J. Watt led the way with 15. That's a that's what that's what we need a double digit sack getter. They have it. They have it in kind of multiple um, spots that they can. I believe that they can get uh, double digit sacks because now they got a new key addition of Melvin Ingram. He's a double-digit sack getter. So to compare him with T.J. Watt and with uh, uh, man, I can't. You know, I don't really care about the Steelers, but they have another linebacker that is also with sacks. But they have three linebackers now that can maybe get you double-digit sacks. That's a little bit scary. You know, and then you you can pressure the quarterback, maybe that 18 interceptions will go up. That 18 might jump up to 20. Fucking around with uh, Fitzpatrick back there, that guy can come out to be defensive player of the year. That guy can damn near be um, getting his Hall of Fame jacket soon 
if 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 he can elevate his game with all these defensive pressures that these guys is dishing off, and you know, just to go back about their offense, they they drafted Najee Harris from out of Alabama. Maybe he can be that workhorse running back. Maybe he can be that one that got that gets that thirteen fifty one individually and not as a team. The Steelers would be very very scary if that if that's possible. You know, I, I kind of don't see Najee Harris getting being that solely thirteen fifty one, but I do seeing this guy can be maybe in the seven hundreds. You know, that's already what Connor was averaging last year. So if he can get the 700 in his rookie year, I believe he's going to improve his, his second year. That means he can be a 1,000-yard back his second year. Now, the only thing the Steelers will have to do is just find out their next quarterback. And then maybe maybe they won't be a rebuilding stage coming in the future. They, they deep in the wide receiver uh, pool. They very deep. So... No, can the Steelers come out on top this year in the AFC North? I give you my prediction at the end. Let's talk about the Browns. These guys surprised a lot of people last year. They was eleven and five, six and two at home. Um, Baker threw over thirty five hundred yards. He had twenty six touchdowns, eight interceptions, and he was in the sixty three percent of passer rating. That's pretty efficient for a quarterback uh, on his final year of his contract, looking to um, to get his new uh, contract. And I, like I said in my last podcast, I believe that Baker will get his contract before Lamar. And reason why I believe that Browns is already not saying that the Ravens don't believe that Lamar is already their their future quarterback for the years to come. I just think they're just trying to figure out how many more records Lamar is going to break. But as far as Baker, um, I believe that they say, like, look, this is as far as we – as good as we're going to get as of right now. If we build a good defense around Baker and give him some weapons on offense, it's a slight possibility that we can still be a playoff team and maybe become a Super Bowl team. Maybe. Depends on if, if some accidents happen in the AFC playoff bragging, like key injuries and and these guys is blowing up the scoreboard. Maybe Baker can be that guy. But it's still a flaw with the Browns. Who's the number one wide receiver? Is it OBJ? Is it Landry? Do you got to draft another receiver? Do you have to have a plethora of receivers out there for Baker to, to, to shine more? But you still need to figure out who's number one receiver, and I believe that's where the Browns' downfall is. They just don't know who are their number one receiver. OBJ will give you numbers, yes. He can he gonna make sure that that safety is over top of him, over top of that corner to make sure that he's double teamed at all times. Yes. But when he goes down, who's your number one receiver then? But like I said before then, just OBJ can be your number one receiver, but he's either hurt or he's having 
issues. You know, and I'm not saying Landry is not your sole number one receiver, but I don't believe he's the number one receiver. I believe he's a strong number two that can play off and feed off a number one receiver, which is great. I, I believe a, a, a duo receiver is very scary and, and can get you far in the NFL. But like I said, if OBJ goes down, I don't believe Landry is your guy to, to take out that pressure. He can get you stats. He can give you big yards. But he's not going to give you uh, double-digit touchdowns. So I believe they need to figure out, is OBJ their number one receiver? Or do they need to go out and draft one and mold him, mold him to be a number one receiver? Or is OBJ your number one receiver? Keep him healthy. Make sure he's able to put up stats. Make sure he don't have no personal problems. And you just keep feeding the guy because, like I said, your run game is was was decent. You ran over twenty uh two thousand yards, twenty three hundred to be exact. You got Nick Chubb running over a thousand yards. You got Kareem Hunt coming in with eight forty one. So you have a, a decent uh offense. You have an offense that's that can get you deep into the playoffs. You just got to figure out your coaching staff, number one, is is this guy, is Stavansky your, your, your guy? And then once you figure out that's your guy, is OBJ your guy? And how can you mold him to be your number one? Well, he is your number one receiver because of who he is, but how can he fit into your offense that can get you out to the next level? That'll, the Browns will be a scary team. And then, you know, their, their defense is not bad. They came in with 38 sacks. You know, Miles Garrett led the way with 12. You know, they was under the Ravens for a sacks, but at least Miles Garrett was double digit. That's, that's, that's something to look forward to. And then they got a addition of Clowney. You know, so if Clowney can maybe get you what Judon got you, <laughs> six. You know, maybe Miles Garrett can jump up from 12 to 15. He can be that next T.J. Watt. That, that, that can be scary. That was scary team. But the another downfall of the Browns is their secondary. Can you trust their secondary? Can that secondary get you out of third down? Can that secondary get you um, interceptions? Because they only had 11 last year. Now they, I believe they're going to have to boost that up. And then now you lost the you lost your defensive tackle Shout Richardson. Can your defensive line put that pressure to get you uh more than eleven set I mean interceptions this year coming up? That's that's gonna be that's that's the part right there. That's that flaws. That's that two flaws that the Browns have in my opinion. Is who's your number one receiver and can you fix your DBs? If you can fix that secondary, the Browns can be a scary team. Very, very scary team. Then the Bengals in the basement. That season went down when Joe Burrow went down. You know, he ended with 4-11, um, 3-5 at home. Once Joe Burrow went down, it was over. It was, season was over. I'm not saying that they was going to even win the AFC North last year, but they were just trying to get uh, Joe Burrow ready. To see, can he play in the NFL? Was he worth being your number one draft pick? 
And for him to go down, that was just fucked up. You know, they, they need to just fix that offensive line off the break. That was that 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 that's their flaw off the break. Their offensive line. You need to fix that. If you don't fix that, Joe Burrow is not gonna be that guy that you are looking for. Because before Joe Burrow went down, that man threw over twenty six hundred yards and had thirteen touchdowns and five interceptions. Thirteen touchdowns. He's already up there close to Lamar and Baker. Not that far away if he can play a couple more games. He maybe could have been in the 20s. I believe his interception rate would have went up some because uh, NFL DBs catch on quick. But I believe that he could have had a a decent year. He already was over 2,600 yards passing. That's decent for a rookie. But like I said before, you got to fix that offensive line because if you don't fix that offensive line, you ain't going to protect your quarterback and your run game going to be just like the Steelers because they only rushed over 1,600 yards. Bernard was 416, Joe Mixon 428. You got to fix that offensive line. That is no way that both of your primary running backs are in the 400s. You telling me none of these guys are over 500 backs? None of these guys can can be a thousand yard back. That means you have to go back into the draft and find another another back. Maybe I believe Joe Mixon can be close to a thousand yard back, but you got to fix that offensive line. You got to fix everything in Cincinnati right now. I understand they're in the rebuild stage, but I believe you start with that offensive line, you 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 will be okay. You will have a a, a decent team. They lost A.J. Green. He went to Arizona. So hopefully the receiver that they drafted this year can, can not saying that A.J. Green got big shoes to fill, but he got some shoes to fill. He was a decent receiver uh, during his time in Cincy. He was all right. I'm not going to say he was better than Ocho or he was up there with Ocho, but he was, he was all right. Injury just bit him. And then, once again, the team suck. They can't find a great coaching staff at the Marvin Lewis. I believe Marvin Lewis was, had great foundation during that time. He was able to coach two egos in Ocho and Tio at the same time. So you, you got to give that man some type of credit to, to um, coach two different personalities and personalities that's very strong and raw. But you got to change. You, you got Some change sometimes got to come because Marvin Lewis couldn't win playoffs. But back to the, to the upcoming this season, last season they only had 17 sacks and 11 interceptions. You ain't getting no pressure and you ain't getting no interceptions. Teams are just pretty much marching down or can score on you at will. Because their leading sack getter was Carl Lawson with five and a half. He was a half a sack away from Matt Judon. <laughs> but you lost Carl, you you lost Kyle Lawson and Bernard in the in in the free agent this year. So not only you lost your four sixteen of rushing last year, you lost your sack getter of last year with five and a half. Maybe they got somebody else in mind that can contribute as five and a half. 
Because five and a half is not going to cut it. 17 as a total is not going to cut it. 11 interceptions is not going to cut it. The Steelers had 18. They barely cut it. So, this, this AFC North is tough. That's why I talked about it, uh, the first division to talk about. My favorite division, a little bit of bias because, yes, I'm a Ravens fan, but best division in the, in the NFL, hands down. You got three solid teams that made the playoffs. You got three solid teams that that can probably go into other divisions and probably win. It's a possibility if the if the Bengals um, upgrades that they trying to do their rebuild. If they if they can get on track and all three of the teams stay on track, how would that look for teams in one division being scary? Because you know it took the Browns some years to actually till now be scary. You know they were scary last year. Hopefully they they can be scary this year for the Browns' sake, not for the Ravens' sake, because I believe we're gonna sweep the Browns. So let me give y'all my picks, who I believe is gonna win the AFC North this year coming up. I'm gonna go ahead and give it to my boys, the Ravens. I believe that Lamar's passing is gonna elevate, and the rushing is still gonna stomp through the whole NFL period. They're going to just stomp through it. I don't believe nobody's going to stop our rushing attack. This, you can't stop Lamar, and then you got to worry about J.K. And, and Gus. So I believe that the Ravens will come out top of the AFC North. Second, um, I guess I go with the Steelers. Only for the fact that because of their defense, is better than the Browns' defense. If they can even compare to get 56 sacks again, then... The Steelers can come out second in the AFC North. The only reason why I, I'm not really picking the Steelers to win the AFC North again, because who cares about black and yellow, first of all? <laughs> second of all, their rushing has to pick up. And if your rushing ain't going to pick up, I don't think Big Ben is going to throw 33 touchdowns this year. Brown's going to come in third. Bang was in the basement. That's just my that's 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 my thoughts and opinions of the AFC North. So before I let y'all go, I want to you know uh, give out three shout outs um, to three local businesses that uh, helped me. I supported them, and hopefully they support me by listening to uh, this podcast and all of my other episodes. So the first shout out I want to give to is to my homegirl, my sister Danny. Curated by Danny. She designs logos, websites, flyers, um, smoking trays, etc. Hit her up. Her um, Instagram is curated by Danny. That's C-U-R-A-T-E-D by Danny. Look her up. Support her. Give her some love, y'all. The next person I want to give a shout out to is Blackhawk Academy. They um, can help you get your HQLs, your handcuff certifications, get you to be a security guard, unarmed or armed. Look them up. Their Instagram is at Blackhawk Academy. And the last shout out I want to give to 
is my man Mike. Dope artist. Man can really paint. Look him up, man. He's his Instagram is Mike underscore B dot chilling. Once again, all my shout outs curated by Danny. Blackhawk Academy. Mike B chilling. Look these guys, look these people up. Like I said, give them some love, some shout outs. Um, you know, showing some love, man. Give me some love. My uh IG is my thoughts, my opinions. That's my T H T S my opinion underscore podcast. DM me. If you wanna hop on the show, you wanna give out some stats, you wanna debate against me, come on on the show, man. Show me some love. My Twitter is my THTS, my opinion. My Gmail, you know, shout me out. Give me some uh, some ideas for my next uh, episode. You can do that at mythtsmyopinion at gmail.com. You can also find my um, episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public. If you really uh, dig on my podcast, man, tune in. Next episode, we're going to talk about the NFC North. Who I believe is going to come out on top of the NFC North. So, till then, next time, man. One.